what we have in our the uh, gospel verse, our, our Alleluia verse. The prince of this world will now be cast out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself, says the Lord. The prince of this world is a, is a reference to the devil. And um, we see in our gospel, uh, there's a lot of talk here about demons and about the devil. Um, God, in his, in his providential plan, God's the one in control. It's not like we, the devil's like an equal power with God or something like that. You know, there's this contest between God and the devil, like they're equal, two boxing boxers or something like that. God is, um, is a transcendent uh, ground of the universe, and the devil is a mere creature like you or me. So there is no equal uh, match between God and the devil. And uh, God, though, allows in his providential plan, he allows the devil um, some leeway, okay? And he does that for a number of reasons. He does it to test us, to give us um, glory uh, and merit so that there's a kind of a contest and a, and a combat that we are engaged in as Christians and as spiritual life is seen as, as a struggle and as a combat. And there's a lot of other reasons why God gives the devil some room to work. Here we see uh, Christ exercising his authority over over Satan through the expulsion of demons. And so probably the most, uh, what do we say, power that the devil, or I would say probably the most evident way that the, that the devil can have power over human beings is through possession. It's pretty rare. It does happen. Possession is when the evil spirit will actually have like total control over the person's body. I mean, we've seen the movie The Exorcist and all that kind of stuff. It's a little Hollywoodish and exaggerated, but you know, there's a modicum of truth in some of these movies. You know, there are real um, cases of possession. They, there have been all throughout history, and even unto this day. And um, so, this is this is the case when when the devil actually has a, has a real authority over the person's body, and can actually even you know manipulate the vocal cords in the mouth of the person. Again, very rare, but it does happen. Mostly the devil's um, authority over human beings is by way of suggestion. Okay, so demons mostly, but they just kind of suggest thoughts into our minds. They have the power to kind of influence our passions, maybe stir our passions up. And that's, that's generally how the devil influences uh, humankind in a negative fashion. It's, and that's what we refer to commonly as temptation. Um, but of course, uh, you know, we remain free. Even the person who's fully possessed uh, by uh, a demon, he, his spirit and his soul and the depths of his inner person remain free. Even though his body is being manipulated and controlled, his spirit and his free will uh, remain free. And um, he still has control of that inner sanctum. The devil can never control that. So free will always remains, and we always have the choice to follow God or not to follow God. And so ultimately, we're always responsible for the choices that we make, whether we live as servants of the Lord or whether we live uh, against him. Jesus says something very strong here in our gospel. He says, he who does not gather with me scatters. He who is not for me is against me. So it's like, wow, he's really drawing a line in the sand. you gotta, you got to choose one or the other. You can't be neutral in this battle that's going on. He also uses a really neat metaphor, I think, that gives us a great motive um, for living a, a holy life in obedience to the gospel, and that is he compares the devil to a strong man who's got all of this armor and weapons, and then someone who's stronger than him comes up to him and, and strips him of his weapons. Well, the strong man with the armor is the devil, but the one who's stronger than him is Christ, 
But human beings are the armor of the strong man. Is that, is that interesting? So if you, uh, you know, choose to live a life of self-centeredness and just complete indifference to the gospel, a uh, life of sin, if you choose to do that, um, you are essentially armor for the devil. Is that, is that interesting? Lots of times people think if they sin, well, I'm not hurting anybody. You know, who cares? Maybe I affect one or two people, but it's not a big deal. My life is my own. It's not a big deal. But what Jesus is doing in our gospel is something kind of neat because he's taking our own personal sins and he's placing them in the context of this huge cosmic battle. And uh, he's portraying uh, the person who chooses to sin as an instrument or a tool or a weapon of the devil. How's that for motive not to sin, right? <laughs> you know, because sometimes people think, well, it's not a big deal, you know, if I tell a lie or if I steal something or if I, you know, make fun of something holy or I gossip or if I commit some sexual sin or whatever. It's not a big deal. Maybe it hurts one person or two. Not a big deal. Or maybe it doesn't hurt anybody. You know? Who am I hurting? And what you see, though, is that you're actually, if you choose that path, you are a tool or an, an arm uh, or an instrument of the devil in his attempt to thwart God's will for the human race. You're on the wrong side of the battle. Every, every time we choose, every time I choose, every time you choose to commit a sin, you're playing into the hands of the devil. So uh, this is what Jesus means when he says, if you're not for me, you're against me. And, you know, Lord, I don't want to be against you. <laughs> I don't want to be used by the evil one to fight you. I love you. I want to be your friend. And I want to be on your side, which is the winning side, too. It's a smart side to be on. So uh, Jesus has a way today in our gospel of, of putting things into context and of making what seems to be kind of nothing. Uh, my own personal sins don't affect anybody. No big deal. He has a way of, of showing that they really are important uh, and that they affect things negatively um, in, this, in this great cosmic battle. And he encourages us uh, to, to choose the right side, the winning side, his side. And he also comforts us and encourages us by saying he's the stronger one and, and the battle is his just so long as we choose to be on his side.